0: Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place where bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it we're here to listen to your red your leading edge that place of evolution within you hope you enjoy the conversations well hello there my beautiful red women it's link and Leela back with another episode of the red podcast and today I'm overjoyed to have with me um, someone that I have admired from a distance for a long time. Her name is Sue Ellen Parkinson and she is a tremendous artist and has been really um, a seminal influence in my own journey, particularly with the Magdalene, but also with renditions of the faces of these amazing women throughout history, throughout time and offering us which is what Sue really does offer us another portal into understanding who these women were and are to us inside our own psyche. So Sue, I'm so, so happy to get to be here with you this morning.
1: as I am to meet you, Elaine. I mean, we have been sort of communicating on and off for a few years, so it's really a thrill to get to meet you. And one of the amazing parts of this technology is that, you know, here we are together. I'm I'm looking at you. I'm speaking with you. I'm by my cozy fireplace. I didn't have to drive anywhere. You've got your kitty in your lap. So, you know... Um, it's the, it's the upside of technology, I think, is that we get to connect in this way. Yeah, it really Um, is. Mm. But we were, we were just talking about the, the fact that I am a real introvert. I mean, I, I love my solitude. I, I really need it in order to do this complete immersion that I do into my painting. I need that quiet. In fact, I, I backburnered my life as an artist because I was a single mom raising children mm-hmm. and I had to wait till they were grown up and had would flown away. And then I was able to dive into this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I guess I want to, to mention that to honor all the women that do that, mm-hmm. yeah. because I think that men aren't really required to do that. And yet, uh, you know, for myself, I can just say I feel like um, like my whole life has been a pressure cooker <laughs> leading to the point where now I'm just like bursting with all these mm-hmm. images that want to come through me.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, also I wanted to say how difficult it is for me to speak publicly. And so thank you for bringing me into this challenge. And Helping me to push my limits and open up. Mm. I have noticed in my paintings uh, over the last few years, I'll be painting an image of oh, say of Yeshi Shogil or of uh, uh Queen Srimala. Sh- I've been, these are just some that are coming to my mind. And they often appear to me with a jewel at their throat chakra. Yeah. I think that these images are blessing us and me, mm. and asking us as women to to use these images mm. to bring our voices forth, even though it's very very difficult to do so. Mm. We carry so much cellular memory in us, you know, of of our ancestors and the oppression and really dangerous things that happened to women who spoke out. Yeah. But the world this now <laughs> yeah.
0: I really really want to acknowledge that and a lot of the why behind the red podcast has been to offer a platform to women's voices and to us speaking about and speaking out about the things that maybe have in the past gone unspoken and to mm-hmm. actually really address that piece and I love that image of the jewel at the throat Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll share a little piece later on that I I wrote around that because you've been painting about that. And I actually wrote a piece that was about the jewel at the throat and this activation of the throat chakra of women. So I want to go back in for a moment because um, I'd love to hear a little bit, Sue. I mean, you mentioned that you've been an artist and then you were raising kids as a single mom and you had to put it on the back burner. But when did you start to feel like you were being called for these specific specific paintings that I've seen so many of now, which are really these women throughout history? Like, when did that happen and how did they start to speak to you? Because I always find that relationship so fascinating. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah thank you, you for,
0: around that.
1: yeah. thank you for asking um it was a little over seven years ago mm. believe it or not i mean i've really had this outpouring of images but i i started painting um retablos i don't know if you know what retablos are but they're they're these little prayer paintings they have um i was turned on to them in mexico and guatemala where they just they're uh a painting that are saying thank you for some miracle that has occurred in a person's life. And they can be very primitive mm-hmm. and put up on home altars or in churches or there's they're just uh they're so beautiful. And so at the time, I was still uh, suffering from an aversion to Christianity, so <laughs> I I would I would sort of put in maybe, maybe a saint maybe the virgin of guadalupe because i've always been drawn to her or or something like that but i i would focus more on the divine in the human being that i was depicting mm-hmm. and it was really satisfying for me but i realized and i think that this came from ancestral nudging or mm-hmm. ancestral activation in my own cellular memory, you know, grandmothers, great grandmothers saying, paint the saints. Uh-huh. And what was coming through really specifically was Mary Magdalene. Now, I knew nothing about Magdalene, except that what I was raised with, which was that she was a repentant, mm-hmm. uh, prostitute who traveled (laughs) around with the guys Jesus you know and and so I really knew very little about her but I had met this marvelous woman at a dinner party, mm. uh, a poetry party. And her name is Kayleen Asbo. Do you know her? I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do. In fact, I'm interviewing her on the podcast this season too. So you're both on. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Excellent. I love, I, I adore Kayleen. I think she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I met her and she'd said she was all about Magdalene. And um, mm-hmm. I, by good chance remembered her name and I Googled her the same morning. I started thinking about this and lo and behold, she was leading a three day retreat on Mary Magdalene out at Bishop's ranch which, mm-hmm. which is a, a wonderful place to go on retreat. And, um, I went to that, signed up for that. And on the first night she ended her, you know, initial introduction with a slideshow we were all sitting in the dark a slideshow Mm. of all these images she had collected of mary magdalene Mm. and i found myself looking at this image after image after image of all these things that had been projected upon this one woman And, and i just burst into tears it was completely unexpected but it just opened my heart and then to hear Kayleen's wonderful lectures about who she was and how courageous she was. Mm -hmm. And the fact that indeed she was never a prostitute, not that I have anything against prostitutes, but she was never a prostitute. It was just like another, yet another thing done to malign a a powerful woman really. So after I, I went on this retreat and felt this very deep connection I painted my first image of Magdalene. Mm.
0: Which one was your first one, Sue? What was the title? My first first one,
1: it was Mary Magdalene, Beloved and Sovereign, and she's holding the red egg.
0: Yes, I know the one, yeah.
1: And I, I felt like as I was painting it, I remember just saying, who are you? Who are you? You know, I would be painting the the light on the curve of her cheek and mm. the light along her, her hands and just uh, looking and painting those eyes, painting that face and thinking, who are you? And I just wanted to honor her. That was my only intention. Mm. I had no other, I didn't, you know, I was trying to clear the slate just to figure <laughs> out who this being was. And I started feeling lifted. Uh I started feeling held the way, I don't know if you've ever swum out past the breakers at the beach, Mm -hmm. but you go out past all the noise of those crashing waves and the people and all that. And it's so quiet and you're just being lifted, lifted Mm -hmm. and absolutely held. And the vast sky is above you. And I felt like that. I felt Mm. that good. Mm. And so after that painting, I immediately painted
0: her again. (laughs) Then she (laughs) started to say, I want you to paint me more.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I painted her again. I remember saying to a friend of mine, I said, I think I'm going to be painting this woman for the rest of my life. And, (laughs) And my friend said, yeah, I think you are. Anyway, I I started doing a a dialoguing process with her that I had done for many many years with mm. my dreams mm-hmm. because um, I'd had a wonderful Jungian teacher slash friend slash philosophical advisor, and I had painted my dreams for years and dialogued mm-hmm. with the images. So. It came really natural to me to start dialoguing with Magdalene and uh, everything she said to me was so loving, yeah. so life affirming, mm. so unifying. Mm. And, uh, you know, i it is it has literally transformed my life. And I use that now as uh as my barometer for when i'm listening or learning or experiencing life if if it is affirming if Mm. it lifts me up Mm. if i feel like i'm being unified i know it's the holy speaking i love that. yeah and if it is doing something to make me feel separate or different, or shamed, or less than—I know it's not the Holy Speaking, <laughs> and and, uh, and I realized that that was my my what I thought was my aversion to Christianity was really an aversion to the patriarchy.
0: Yeah, tell me more about that. How you made that discernment? Because I think this is such an important distinction. Um, around understanding what happened to Christianity, but also you and discerning what patriarchy really is and its effects. And I'm curious, I think we're, many of us are unpacking that still, really, mm-hmm. because we're living still within that system. And it's hard sometimes to discern, right, what that is. So I'm curious from your lens, what you, mm-hmm. well, yeah, how you understand that.
1: I can't say that I'm... I am free because it yeah. is so deep in the culture and right. in every little way we've been raised, but just mm. to feel less than, yeah. you know, um, I guess what, what's popping into my mind is, uh, back, you know, 30, 40 years ago when I, I used to be an art director in a publishing house, I worked mm-hmm. in a corporation it was horrible it was hell (laughs) (laughs) but you know I had two little kids that I was supporting on my own and trying to make a living and um I was doing I was meeting all my deadlines I was doing a fabulous job I was uh I was winning awards with my work and yet I felt like I, was, I had this imposter thing. I had this thing like, when are they going to find out that I don't really believe, belong in this position of power? Yeah, yeah. You know, when am I going to, when are they uh-huh. going to figure it out? So I didn't have whatever it took inside of me to ask for the amount of money that I was due because yeah. I was working very long hours and not getting paid for it. And I just happened to run across this article In Ms. Magazine, thank you, deep bows to Gloria Steinem. She is so marvelous. And I remember it was, I wish I still had it, but it was an article about this group of CEOs, all women, who would go to lunch once a week and share Mm -hmm. their thoughts and feelings and struggles and whatnot. And one of them piped up and said, I always feel like I don't really feel like they're going to figure out I don't belong. Uh, and then I said, oh, my goodness, I feel that way, too. Yeah. And it was sort of like a whole little cascade. And we started taking it apart piece by piece. What is it that's making me feel this way? Well, I'm, I am 70. I, I don't know how old these women were. But they were, um, what they decided and discovered, and I think it's so true, is that we were not raised with any images Yes. Of women in positions of power. Exactly. Now that is from the Patriarch.
0: I just felt so chills when you said that, Sue. It makes me want yeah. to cry, actually. Because yes. What does that do to us? And how does that really affect how we see ourselves when the imago is not of a, a woman in power, but as woman as an object of the other's gaze right not a woman in her own right
1: and it's so sad and oppressive and you know the, yeah. the thing is, is that we're just viewed we are just um evaluated by our appearance yeah and that is such a a sliver of who we are <laughs> it's such a toenail to be tossed away you know it's nothing we are not that is not who we are we are so full of compassion and wisdom and courage and and we're ordinary too you know but we have we have so much to give so Um, much to bring to the table mm -hmm. and um and we deserve to be paid adequately for what we bring don't By the wait. way,
0: don't we? <laughs> and that place that you speak to around that feeling of unworthiness, right? That feeling of, ne- of the imposter syndrome. I know I just want to underscore this for everyone who's listening. If you've ever had that feeling, I know I've had that feeling in spades. And also, this bar that you're never going to reach, this thing that you're never going to be good enough, you're never going to actually be worthy enough is a symptom of the patriarchal. It's a symptom of the overzealous, masculine father figure pointing the finger. I mean, it really is that version, you know, always telling us off, always looking over our shoulder and saying it's not quite good enough, right? And it's not just us as women that suffer with that. Of course, it's everybody that suffers with that regime. So I wanted to, well, number one is I just want to honor that that the Magdalene and not just the Magdalene, but all of these other saints have spoken through your brush, who have come to you and have been depicted. And I wanted to ask you um, what you're working on currently and who is it, who's with you currently. And I'm just going <laughs> to give us a peek of who's speaking to you right now. Cause I think it's just such a beautiful um, example of how we're all being spoken through. And I just, I guess I want to say that because, you know, we all have that capacity to listen and to speak with and to be connected to these archetypes. You know, really, Magdalene is a collective archetype. and She's speaking through so many of us. But I'm sort of curious, who's speaking through you right now and inspiring you?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, Magdalene is always my go-to. Isn't that interesting? How many times do you think
0: you've painted her, Sue?
1: uh uh 23 times maybe but but i'm not but i'm not uh i'm not painting her right right now i'm doing an image oh i'm just oh oh, i'm so loving working on this it's uh when i went to scotland i hear you were just in ireland and scotland and And I actually was part of Kayleen's tour, which was so wonderful. But we went to Iona, the island of Iona. And one of the um, legends about Mm -hmm. St. Bridget, it has to do with the Kiliach. I think Mm -hmm. I'm saying it right. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the old grandmother winter Mm -hmm. and uh, this old grandmother, who I am now identifying with as, as being 70, she she's she's creating the thunder and the rain and the wind and she's you know ascending the mountain with her walking stick which I now use and, she, <laughs> and as she pounds the ground the thunder is created and she gets to the top of the hill and there is Bridget's well mm. and she drinks from Bridget's well and she becomes she transforms into Bridget. Mm. And Bridget brings in spring, and the cycle begins again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have my own interpretation of this painting that I'm working on. I'm looking at it right now, where where the, where the Kilak, the uh, the old grandmother, is touching Bridget's face and blessing her,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Bridget is touching. grandmother's heart Mm. and thanking her and blessing her and that's what I want to emphasize this is the narrative I want to bring into the world because we need each other those younger women need the older women and the older women need the younger women so
0: There's another painting and I'm not sure of the title of it. I think it is a Magdalene painting and it's of an older woman surrounded by younger women and they're either bathing her or I can't remember exactly, but I know is that that's another Magdalene image, correct? Am I thinking correct? Yes.
1: yes it's called The Healing Circle.
0: Thank you. That's it. And I just, I remember when I first saw that older rendition of the Magdalene as a older woman with her younger priestesses around her and this message that you're just speaking to of interconnectivity and how you know spring and winter need one another to coexist right there's Mm -hmm. a cycle of life in there with Bridget and the Kaliach and this feeling of the interwovenness of our lives and how we Mm. as women hold that cycle of life in our bodies and what that is part of the wisdom of the feminine that the feminine has always brought that cyclical knowledge that knowledge of and show we shall return again right and
1: and the younger women need to and i find these younger women to be amazing right now the uh uh, the ones in their 20s the ones (laughs) in their 30s um they want to honor the older women because they know yeah, they are going to be older women.
0: Yeah, right. They get it. They get it. They're getting to see get it. it. Yeah, the
1: full yeah. cycle. Yeah, and importance of caring for, caring and respecting and honoring what what every generation has to bring forth. Mm, so mm. that painting—it's interesting. That is my my favorite painting, by the way. I it feel is? like that. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite painting that I've done. And um, when I did that, I was up here on my mountaintop in my little cabin by myself, just furiously. Where I felt so compelled to do that painting, and at the same time, uh, the women's movement. They mm. were doing the marches in Washington. Uh-huh. And Oprah Winifrey made this amazing speech at the Golden Globes yeah, yeah. Uh, about women, and and you can Google this speech. I think it was 2018. Anyway. I felt like I was very much a part of what was coming forth in the collective unconscious, Mm. you know, that these visions needed to come forth and the narrative needed to change around women. Mm. But a little background story to the models on that painting, I had initially planned on having one of the younger women, actually the woman that's at her knee, Mm -hmm. be Magdalene. And this is a mother and, and, Daughter, by the way. Yeah. It's a, the the older woman was a good friend of mine who has has since passed away. Her name was Franny Resendez. And she was amazing poet, wonderful, wonderful poet. And she had originally been at her daughter Tessa's knee. Um, And I've painted Tessa repeatedly as Magdalene. So I just thought she would be there. And then I, I just had this insight. I said, let's put your mother in the Magdalene seat and see what happens. And as soon as I did, I just got chills. I just knew that that was everything that the world needed was to see this older woman. And I've had such a profound uh, response to that image. Women all over the world have written to me Mm -hmm. and said how important it was for them to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I remember when I first saw it and I was um well there's so much and I I love hearing that that particular piece is your favorite because I can tell Mm -hmm. why but there's a transmission that's coming through there which is to do with the honoring of eldership but it's also to do with the the nurturance and the 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 circle of of how we learn from each other like there's it's all embedded in there and I think when we're talking about the power of the images that we get to see, I know um for all my listeners here, you know I I contacted Sue. I don't know when it was last year or the year before. And I was teaching a, a program on the Magdalene and I had been looking yes. for images and, you know, and I was like, well, how am I going to depict? Cause all the images that I was finding, you know, the historical images, they're all, they're beautiful. There's some beautiful images, but they're mainly of her as a penitent whore. Right? That, that's how yes. she's been depicted. Yes. Right. Yes. And, it's, and she's not depicted, um, in these other ways that really show who she is. And I I had reached out to Sue and I asked Sue, you know, would you mind if I used some of your images as I'm teaching to, to really help elucidate some of these pieces of the practice of the Magdalene that I'm teaching. And so I, I did that. And it, I, I remember how they became um, companions to me and trans <laughs> you know and so I feel like a lot you were alongside me in that teaching because your paintings hold the transmission and I was also transmitting you know my own oh, the words that were coming through me and the way she was speaking to me and encouraging all those who were in the, the the program how does she come to you you know like what what does she speak through you because this is the thing is that she's not dead <laughs> she's living through Right. And she's an Mm -hmm. energy. She's a a facet of the the divine feminine that really wants to be spoken at this time. And I'm curious why you think that is. Why do you think Magdalene is coming through so many at this time? It's a question I ask everybody who comes on because I'm so curious about it, you know, from different fractals.
1: Well, A, she's really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Desperately needed. But I remember when I first started, you know, and I just want to say that I did not
0: anticipate a deep connection with her like this. I did not either. Uh, (laughs) Okay. No, it wasn't on my radar. (laughs)
1: But it just, it just poured Mm. into me. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt, I felt so blessed, so held, so, mm. Mm. every you know. She just she takes you completely out of the intellectual realm yes. and just goes straight to the heart. Yeah, straight to unity. Um, I actually have some a little some little snippets of things that that came through to me. I th- I kind of like to read yeah, some of them. Oh, please do. It kind of gives you a flavor. Um, mm. Well, the first one I did was just a little tiny image. It was actually a soul collage card. And she said, I am the hidden one, but I've always been present. And I realized, oh, that's that's interesting. You know, that was mm-hmm. that was like my opening to this idea. And I feel like she exists in this parallel world that is not separate. It's completely interwoven, braided into this reality full of chaos and struggle mm. and all the Mm -hmm. all the weird things that we're dealing with right now but she is there and if we focus on her we can strengthen her power her energy that's what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. she's so here's another thing when you are true to yourself you are true to me (laughs) and there was nothing about do what I say and if you don't you shall be struck with a bolt of lightning you know it's never been like that it's always been Mm -hmm. you know rest in yourself rest in knowing that you are always held things like that you know um, when you tend to your deepest grief you tend to mine
0: no
1: you know it's just all so When you align your actions with your heart, you are in alignment with me. You know, those kinds of statements. And this is what the holy tells us. Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. is what the holy tells us. The holy doesn't tell us we're bad. (laughs) The holy doesn't tell us, you know, we're not up to snuff or we're Mm -hmm. failing or Mm -hmm. any of that. It's just life affirming. I think if we had this life-affirming energy integrated into our lives, we would have the strength to make the changes we need to make in the world. It's really just illness, a form of illness, you know, this patriarchy. Mm. (laughs) You know, I feel sorry for the men too, but let's not forget that patriarchy serves its sexism. Yeah. and schism serves the sexist and people need to start realizing that mm. women are disadvantaged in this culture yeah but also we need to seize our power as women yeah
0: well and that's and a then, lot of what comes through the image right the it is what we yeah. see in the image but then there's also the energetic transmission of what it is communicating to us and how it's working with us right that I mean that's what I love love about visual art I love it about music I love it about poetry you know any of the arts that we are uh, you know creative artistic beings by nature it's like it's not like it it's you're special Mm -hmm. if you're the artist the artist lives within all of us and there's a lot of what my life force is dedicated toward is freeing up that creativity because Mm -hmm. we we all are adept at this language of the soul the language of the soul is art is poetry is the things are ineffable that we can't touch otherwise you know we Mm -hmm. we need to see it we need to feel it and um that's what I so appreciate about you and and the way in which your art is in the world and you know, I know you know this, but there, you, you don't really know the impact of what you do, right? It's like your art is mm-hmm. out there circulating around and how many hundreds of thousands of people are now living with that image? And I just think that that is so, so amazing, Sue, that there you are on the top of that mountain in your introverted little hut, but creating <laughs> this this incredible conduit for her voice, I thought I would share this piece a little bit because it's so relevant and resonant to this image that you shared earlier in our conversation about the jewel at the throat. And I just thought it was very synchronistic that you should say that. So I'm going to read this little piece here, which is, it says, Mary Magdalene speaks. And she says, this is the path of the Magdalene heart. Do you feel the burning, the open flame trembling in majestic wonder toward every being that lives? Do you feel the majestic wonder of self? Do you know yourself as that, beloved? I will tell you this. The flame rises from the heart and enters the throat of compassion, the throat Mm -hmm. of unconditional love. This is where you speak your heart. This is where you speak with truth and nobility from an an impeccable spirit that knows itself as the source of love. For you are that, my dear. You are that. In your throat lies a beautiful gem. A gem of eternal truth. Ours are different, but the same. Close your eyes and place a hand on your throat and heart and feel the flame arise burnishing, polishing, illuminating your jeweled throat. What color do you see? What shape is it? This is a place where you activate your stories of remembrance, the books that live within your body. Here they lie.
1: Perfect. (laughs) I know, right?
0: She weaves us. She Um, weaves us together.
1: And that is all she's interested in. You know, I've often thought, um, I love I love whatever transmissions I get from her because she just leaps over, she doesn't even pay attention to anything that would create a sense of separation or otherness or hierarchy or any she just doesn't she's not even in she's beyond it you know and but but that is available to us too
0: yeah yeah it's
1: available to us too
0: and I think it's really interesting Sue that you began this conversation today by speaking about not being one who speaks that often yes And I can't help but feel the synchronicity of that, the the place where we're talking about, we first get given this image of the jeweled throat and you speak about Mm -hmm. that and you speak about how you're one who doesn't speak. And then we speak about how it is that we as women Mm -hmm. are being called to speak, to share Mm -hmm. our deeper Mm -hmm. hearts so that we can all learn and remember through each other. Mm -hmm. right? And that's her. See, I feel like that's Magdalene. For me, she is the one who inspires me to continue to speak Mm -hmm. and to ask others to share and to find the fact that once she said to me, we remember who we are through the eyes of one another.
1: Yes, that sounds... (laughs) No, And this is part of what makes me think that... um, well that this is very real it's as right. real to me as you and I because yeah. you know I'll hear somebody like you who we have never met right. before and the transmissions you're getting from her are so similar to the transitions, Ooh, I that, I, the transitions that I get from her and I've caught. heard this from other, <laughs> other people yes. from other people as yeah. well who wrote to me I'll think, yep, there she is, there she is.
0: That's right, and that's how we recognize, there's a recognition, right, or recognition in there around a Mm. frequency. It's a resonance, and I talk about this a lot in my work, and that's to do with energetics, and when you feel the resonance, the truth, the truth bumps, this this timber of her quality, it's like, oh, that's her, and I hear Mm -hmm. it so many, and I feel it, And I, and I'm aware when you said, you know, I asked you, why is she here now? Because we need her because Mm -hmm. we need this way of love that shows us, right. How we can Mm -hmm. integrate our humanity and divinity, that sacred marriage of what that really is, not as a path that transcends our lives, but a path of being here in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the great gift is she's like, no, it's through being here. That we awaken mm. our divinity. And I'm like, isn't that a isn't that a beautiful antithesis to what we've all been taught? <laughs> like you have to mm. you have to go there. You have to wait until the afterlife and then you'll be divine, you know, or then you'll re- meet meet the divinity. And she's saying, No, it's right here. I'm right here mm. inside of you. So I wanna thank you, Sue, for being with me and all of the beloveds who are part of the red podcast (laughs) i have a couple questions that the red likes to ask and (laughs) she when i I first set up this podcast she was like well good you can do this and these are the questions that i want you to ask so i want to ask you the question what are you devoted to sue oh my
1: family my friends i mean i feel such deep devotion to them but also to this path of painting mm. i mean i have no doubt whatsoever that this is what i'm supposed to be doing <laughs> and i feel very strongly that that these images are going to help us yeah i i wouldn't be so compelled but i really really feel like these images are going to help us change the narrative and change the narrative within our own hearts. Oh. I yeah. Love
0: that. I love that. Well, I can't wait to see this new image that you're creating with Bridget. Oh, I'd oh, love yeah. to show it
1: to you. Yeah, yeah.
0: i love to. You know, it,
1: it's pretty rough, but I'm uh, I'm really excited about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be finished. I'm hoping to have it finished by February 1st. <gasps> You know, in Ireland, Bridget is going to be, it's going to be a national holiday now.
0: (laughs) Oh, it is great. So February 1st. The first first year. Yeah, that's amazing. So you're hoping to have it ready for in bulk for Bridget's Day. Yes. 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 Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you, Sue, for being being with us this morning and taking this time to have a have a cup of tea in front of the fire with me and if you want to see Sue's work well all you have to do is go to a website or you can go to google and put in Sue Helen Parkinson and you will come up with many many images of hers but um, they're available now I just wanted to let everyone know that you do have prints available for sale correct so if people find one that they really love they can get a print
1: Prints and and originals. Prints and originals. Oh, look at that. On my website, which is
0: sueellenparkinson.com. Easy to find. Very easy to find. And I have about four or five prints that got gifted to me by a beloved sister. (laughs) I'm sure you know Catherine Whitman. You must know Catherine. I'm sure you do. Oh, I do.
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah. she's
0: a beloved sister of mine. And you know what? I want to just tell you this, Sue, because I had a very Mm -hmm. bad bout of covid when COVID first came through in 20, 2020, um, I got very, very sick with it. And I was down for a few months. And um, mm. and Catherine sent me some prints of your of art to hold me. And one of them oh. was the healing circle. And so I had the healing circle um, up in my bedroom, um, propped up a, as one of the altars, holding space for me when I was really, really sick. And so mm. I just want to let you know that that your work is is holding people in ways that you can can't even know. So mm-hmm. Magdalene was there holding me and you know tending to me while I was really struggling with that COVID. And so it was a profound. And it was actually one of the one of the places that I got a deep, deep, deep healing and transmission from her was during that time that really um, spurred me to the next level of work and teaching. That was all to do with kindness. And um she really taught me a lot around this idea of humankind and the remembrance of humankind Mm -hmm. and how we've been given that title, that's who we are. And Mm -hmm. what does it actually mean to be Ken, to be kind. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're painting. Thank you so much.
1: I I do, you know, I didn't understand this when I first started painting, but I do understand it now that icons are actually spiritual portals yeah, and they help us connect and they help us center. And so that is my deepest wish that people use them for Mm. that. I also want to say that that particular painting was given as a gift by Kayleen Asbo to St. John's Episcopal Church in Petaluma.
0: I know. I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that. So it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful, beautiful gifting. All right, my loves. Well, please do take time to check out the art that we've been talking about and sit with it and give us your responses. I'd love to hear from you. And I will be back very soon with the next episode of the red podcast and another amazing interview with women who are really helping us forge new worlds through the ways in which we're being called to lead from our hearts. So blessings, blessings. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you. (laughs) I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings.